Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Hubbard here for your Elon Daily This. Wait for it. I have to look it up every time. Here we go. Monday, May 6th. That's right. Part of the Talking Tesla podcast. And uh, so much has happened since we spoke last just two days ago. First of all, Tesla raised some cash. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Elon's been saying for months that uh, it's all good. They're going to be profitable going forward. They're not going to need to raise money. And then all of a sudden... They try to raise a couple of billion and then they tack on another 400 million on top of that. So they've raised a ton of cash and you can freak out about this saying, what is happening here? What is happening here? They still actually have $2 billion in the bank, but because they had a bad quarter, they didn't make as much money as they'd hoped and uh, they don't want to use up all of their cash, the investors are saying, look, this is actually a very positive thing. So Daniel Ives, and this is from CNN, who's the Managing Director of Equity Research at Wedbush Securities, says he sees this as a really positive thing. Tesla has a lot of big things that it needs to spend money on, things that should bring it back a lot more money in return. So they've got the Y, they've got the Semi, and they've got the the truck all coming in the next couple of years. They've got to build out the uh, factories. They've got to do some stuff over in China, although that seems to be a separate capital raise. And so having some cash in the bank takes the squeeze off, takes the pressure off. So a lot of securities people, a lot of investor people say this is actually quite a good thing. Yes, they've got a lot of debt, but they have so much upside right now, it would be kind of silly to constrain themselves at this point with so much good stuff coming, especially the why. Um, If they can get that up to production fast, and if they can make it good, and with all of the new autonomy stuff that is coming, it really seems to be a solid investment for them to go out and uh, take on a bit more debt. I mean, come on, what's a couple of billion dollars between friends? And Electric is reporting. Remember last week that we talked about Canada has a Model 3 that's software limited to 150 kilometers or about like 93 miles. And the idea was that they'd get the $5,000 federal tax credit and then Tesla could unlock it later. Well, apparently Tesla is saying they are not going to unlock it later, which is a bit of a disaster. Who wants a Model 3 with a range of 93 miles? So if that's true, then I don't think they're going to sell any of these, any of them. Because even after the federal tax credit, this is still an expensive car, and now it only goes 93 miles. So that seems like a bit of a waste of time. Also, if they were to continue to sell them, then they'd have to take out a chunk of the batteries because that's just a waste if they've got a you know 320-mile range in there and they're only going to use 93 of it. You might as well just halve the size of the battery. And maybe in the future they'll do that just to try and get this tax incentive. But I think, honestly, that it's a moot point. I think it's over. I think if uh, you want a Model 3 in Canada, you're just going to have to forget the $5,000 tax credit and just pay the full amount. And since it's a new week, just as an aside, it's also a time for a new pricing change at Tesla. I was just configuring a Model 3 for a friend of mine, and I noticed that full autonomy is now $6,000, up from $5,000 just last week. And if you buy it after the fact, like you turn it on later, instead of being $7,000, it's now $8,000. So just another week in let's change the cost of all of the things about Tesla. It really is just out of control, Tesla. What are you doing? I mean, you can go on there daily, almost daily, and find a new price for things. It's bizarre. Elon got together with a bunch of his closest friends, investors, and uh, they did a little call. They hung out. They chatted about some stuff. 
And he talked about the fact that he believes that uh, Tesla is going to be a $500 billion valuation in the next few years. This was all part of that. Let's go get some cash. Let's get a couple of billion dollars or 2.5 or $2.4 billion. So he said that with the self-driving capabilities that they're adding via software, that each car should be worth about $250,000 within three years. So this is the idea that you buy the car for, say, 50, you put it on the network, and over the next you know five or 10 years, it's going to make you a ton of cash. So this is an appreciating, not a depreciating asset. And so, again, this is stuff we've heard before. We will see. Just over the weekend, I got a couple of updates to the car. We got some old school Atari games. That's cool because that's the era I grew up in. The Model 3 got the update so that it will do battery preconditioning at V2 supercharger. So it can uh, theoretically get the full 150 kilowatts of charging. And I uh, haven't seen, they pushed out an, a uh, tweet that said lane detection. Like if you don't have autopilot on and you look like you're going out of the lane, it's going to tell you, hey, 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 wake up. And if it looks like you're going to crash, then it will take over for you. So uh, there are some new updates that should be coming this week. And also we should talk about the fact that SpaceX launched a little rockety rocket all the way up to uh, the space station and landed the first stage back on uh, the drone ship. So although we had that little explosion a couple of weeks ago, they're still able to put these rockets up with incredible kind of monotony at this point and land the first stage. So that was a setback, but things in SpaceX are looking pretty good. I have been reading some interesting articles that maybe are a little bit disturbing with Tesla saying, look, they're worried that they're going to be uh, mineral constrained for some of the stuff that goes into their battery and not just cobalt. Cobalt they're trying to use less and less of. They're talking about sort of the basics like lithium and nickel. They're worried that they're going to be battery restrained. And here's why, because they're seeing an explosion in the needs for batteries, for the cars, for the storage. And so when you read these things about, uh uh-oh, the mines can't get to this stuff fast enough, that's because of the explosion in this area. And I tend to believe that if the people who own mining companies see, oh my gosh, we've got to find um, more nickel, uh, more lithium, more stuff, they will do it for there is profit there. And where there be profit there be efforts to dig it up. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but in here in the United States, if you watch a little TV, and uh, every now and then I do, mostly I watch Netflix, but every now and then I watch a bit of golf and live TV, it's been interesting how many manufacturers, Mercedes and Audi in particular, that are starting to push their electric vehicles and um, saying, you know, well, if you want to be fast and if you want to be cool and if you want to charge at home and if you want to save the world, you should get an electric vehicle. And we've got the best ones. Now, I would disagree with the last, but I think Tesla still has by far the best vehicles. But it's really a change. I mean, I've really never seen so many EV manufacturers starting to push their cars on traditional networks. This is something that geeks like you and I have talked about for a long time. But to see it now out there in the real world where they're pushing like, and they're pushing like Audi and Mercedes are really pushing like these are incredible cars. So this is actually going to start the conversation moving along quite a bit. Now that they've got their big budgets and they're spending them on advertising, we're going to have to be answering more and more questions about these EVs and which one to get. But again, let me just make it very clear. I think the summary is it's still got to be a Tesla. They're way ahead. 
and they've got the supercharging network. And one of the areas they're ahead of is obviously autonomy. And remember, of course, that they are not using LiDAR. So with LiDAR, you're like pushing out photons and then bouncing them back to get distance and stuff. And it allows these systems to do these 3D reconstructions of the world around them. And Elon has been really aggressive about saying that is just not the way to go. It's too expensive. It takes too much uh, energy out of the car. And so Gizmodo is reporting that a Cornell researcher argues that cameras really can rival LiDAR. If you set them up high enough properly, you can actually produce a 3D picture using just passive photons. So they agree with Elon that this is the way to go. It's cheaper and you can sort of stitch the images together and it'll all be good. Now, I'm no expert in this era. I really don't know. And so there's a lot of sort of experts, it appears, that fight back and forth and say, no, no, LiDAR, you must use. And other people saying, no, I guess we'll just find out. We'll see. Because it gets really confusing. If you read the comments section, you'll see that it goes both ways. Oh, those people who don't build LiDAR and are doing autonomous driving, you know, say LiDAR is stupid. And those that use LiDAR say that you must have it. So for those of us that are lay, that are not engineers in this area, it gets a little confusing. And so in the end, we just have to wait and see who's going to win the battle. How good can Tesla get with passive photons? We'll see. Tesla's argument, Elon's argument is always that we drive really well Good drivers drive really well just with using passive photons into our eyeballs and two eyes are at the front of us and we look around on this little gimbal and we do very well. So if you can do the same thing for a car with neural networks, that's all you need. Makes sense to me. Makes a lot of sense to me, but we'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the show is Elon Daily. It's part of the Talking Tesla podcast. I'm on jury duty this week. I'm hoping that, you know, I don't get stuck in the uh, case of the century so that I'm doing jury duty for the next 10 months. Happy to give a little bit of my time, do my civic duty and, you know, make some judgments as to whether this person did something terrible against another person or not. Happy to do it, you know, got to do it. But nothing, nothing will stop the relentless daily podcast that is Elon Daily on the Talking Tesla podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Noel Herbert. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.